welcome to the Crescent Podcast. I'm Leanne. This podcast is an extension of my personal philosophy and commitment to continual growth in all areas of life. I firmly believe that optimal health comes from addressing all areas of us as human beings, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health. Through expert interviews, I hope to both inspire and enable you to create sustained change in your own life. Thank you so much for tuning in and enjoy. Well, here we are, week three of the Evox series, and I'm so excited to dive into this with you guys. I hope that you are enjoying the series. I hope it's expansive and informational. And if anything is just sharing a little bit about my life and my experiences, what those experiences have maybe ingrained in my subconscious and how I'm working through those. So at the very least, I hope that there's something that resonates with you that you're able to kind of take and use it to look at your own life a little bit differently. So this week's Evox session was actually really a pretty quick one. I had a releasing pattern within three rounds. And so just for a little bit of context, a longer session that's maybe taking up to 12 rounds can take you know anywhere from 45 minutes to an hour. And an hour is the typical length of an Evox session. And so for me, I had a releasing pattern really quick, probably within 15 minutes of starting the session. So for me, I feel like on the one hand, it points to this particular topic that I was evoxing today maybe wasn't a really heavy hitter or really deeply ingrained. It still needed to be released, but my body was able to integrate the biofeedback and release that pattern much, much quicker than some of my previous evox sessions have been the last two weeks. So this week, the topic of the Evox session was not rising to the challenge. And this is really something that I've held on to ever since that time in my life. And for those of you who aren't aware of really what the topic is, I definitely recommend going back to that first Evox session because that's where I really give you all the context of this time in my life. And really over the years since this event happened, I think one of my biggest regrets was that it really felt like I had been faced with one of the biggest challenges of my life to that point, and I did not rise to it. In the face of that challenge, I kind of crumpled under the pressure and under the fear. And so again, like I said, this was a really quick Evox session, but... Something that I'm always looking to address, whether it's with me or with clients in an Evox session is, first of all, what are the repressed emotions related to this? This is really one of the top benefits of Evox is that it's helping the body process and release these emotions that have maybe been stored for years and years and years that we were never able to really tune in and let go or remembering the event was so traumatizing that we can't we don't feel safe to even remember it thankfully in the instance that i'm working through it wasn't traumatic in the sense that i was harmed physically or had something really tragic happen to me however it was emotionally scarring and it really did 
leave a really, really big impact on my life. And it completely changed the trajectory of my life from that point on. And I've known this for a while, which is why, and, and I haven't really addressed it, like deeply looked it in the face and addressed all the different components of this event in my life. And I've known that it was the source of a lot of my issues. And so that was really the biggest reason why I decided to start this year off with a series on this event in particular, because I just had really got to a point where it was like, okay, it's time. I know this is a really big issue. I've been running away from it for eight years now, and it's time to just look it in the face and deal with this. Something I want to point out here that I'm just feeling like is relevant to share right now is especially for individuals who have been in a physically or emotionally traumatic situation or also individuals with really, really severe phobias, Evox can be so amazing at turning off that fight or flight response in relation to those memories. And so many people, they go through a very significant trauma Anything, anytime that memory comes to them, maybe they're put in a panic. Anytime they're sensing something around them that seems similar to that instance or to that event might put them into a panic. Same thing with a phobia, maybe being near or what the memory, whatever that phobia is, it puts them into a panic. They can't even think about it. And Evox is amazing at turning off that fight or flight response related to the event or the phobia so that we can actually then start to release the emotions and heal. But when that fight or flight response is so, so intensely strong, oftentimes it becomes a really big barrier to healing because the individual can't even talk about it. They can't even think about it. It's so overwhelming. It's so all-encompassing and they're put straight into that panicky fight or flight response. So I have found that clients with phobias or trauma who were feeling really nervous to talk about it, once they were in the EVOC session and receiving the biofeedback, they were so surprised at how calm they were able to remain, how the memories started to feel less and less heavy as they talked about them, which is just such a blessing. It's so profound to be able to see that shift in the clients. And then from there, once that kind of, in a way that desensitization has occurred, we're then able to go, okay, let's look at the emotions your body has been holding from this event on and start to release those. And then the, you know, the next layer of it would be, we've released these emotions. Now, how has this trauma affected your life? What patterns has this trauma created in your life? Negative patterns that you can't seem to break because you've been so stuck in that fight or flight or because it was so incredibly traumatic that your subconscious created these certain limiting beliefs to try and protect you from it. So I went off on a little tangent there, but I felt like that was kind of relevant and important to put in there. Again, my experience is obviously nowhere near a trauma like that But even though it wasn't a severe sort of capital T trauma, I still wanted to start with in this session asking myself, what were the emotions I've repressed related to this? What were the challenges I faced during this that I felt like I couldn't rise to the challenge? And what were all the emotions that I've repressed related to that? And you know, the, the, they're kind of repeating emotions that are coming up in each of these sessions because of course I'm working on 
one overarching topic through each of these sub-sessions. And so just like the last two weeks, it was feelings of anger and disappointment and grief and fear. But what was so interesting to me in this session was that the fear, when I would remember the fear I felt during that time, I remember how paralyzing that fear felt. And I think it was maybe the first time in my life that I had really tuned in enough to acknowledge the extremity of that fear. I think even in the moment, I didn't even realize how paralyzing it was for me. So one of the things I did in this session was just while I was receiving the biofeedback, think about each of these emotions, putting myself back in that time, remembering how the anger felt, remembering how the disappointment felt, remembering how the grief and then the fear felt and almost reliving it in a sense. And this is what, while we're receiving that biofeedback, those frequencies, this is what helps us desensitize the emotions a bit related to it so that there's just not so much heaviness and pain related to those memories. It's not brainwashing, by the way. I have some people who joke, you know, oh gosh, you're going to brainwash me. Am I going to forget my memories? No, not at all. Not at all. So after just recalling these emotions in my mind and releasing them to an extent, I wanted to explore this paralyzing fear a little bit more as the session was continuing because it really, like I said, it stood out so intensely in my mind just how truly paralyzing this fear was back then. And I I wanted to be able to explore that further while in the Evox session because it's helping unlock so many of these subconscious fears and beliefs that maybe we aren't usually able to access on a conscious level. And so as I was diving deeper into this, what it really boiled down to, because I was wondering what was this fear about? And what it really boiled down to was I was afraid that I wasn't a good enough player on the team. And because I wasn't a good enough player, I wasn't going to have friends. I wasn't going to get any attention or affection. And the two words that kept popping up in my head were, I'll be irrelevant and I'll be invisible. And if for those of you who have listened to the previous two episodes, you'll know that actually this theme of this fear of being invisible has now come up previously. And so it's obviously something really, really strong and ingrained in my subconscious that being invisible is bad. If I'm invisible, I will die. And something I really want to point out here is for someone who's listening to this, maybe you're thinking, okay, so you were afraid of being invisible. Big deal. What's the issue here? Why are you spending so much time on this? But what I want to point out is when we have these deeply ingrained subconscious fears, Remember, you know, 80 to 95% of the decisions we're making in a day are made by our subconscious brain, by the beliefs, by the fears that are housed in our subconscious. And so this paralyzing fear that I had that I didn't quite realize how intense it was, was dictating so many of my decisions and my actions. And In one small instance, it might not seem like a big deal, but when these fears and limiting beliefs continue to be pervasive in our subconscious for years and years and years, it starts to have this extremely cumulative effect of 
us not being able to step into who we are authentically, us feeling like there's this invisible wall keeping us from pursuing our dreams, keeping us from, you know, chasing down the goals that we've set for ourselves, keeping us stuck in these negative patterns that we're aware of, but we just can't break. Those are all really key signs to me that there's some subconscious limiting beliefs, there's some subconscious fears that are those invisible barriers keeping you stuck in place. So actually, as soon as I had the kind of epiphany that this paralyzing fear was because ultimately I felt like I was going to be invisible and in my subconscious being invisible really did have this correlation to death and kind of rotting away. And so that is when I had the releasing pattern, like I said, just after three rounds of the Evox. So that's where the biofeedback and the voice mapping, we, I stopped that there. But like I always do, I really wanted to try and process this a little bit more from the conscious brain to dive into what is up with this idea of being invisible. And what kept coming to my mind is I read a wonderful book called It Didn't Start With You by Mark Wolin. And it's a book all about inherited trauma. And one of the things he talks about in this book is that we know now for a fact from scientific studies that trauma can be passed on for at least three generations. And so one of the things that he kind of details in his book is that if there was a family member who had a near-death experience, and a really severe heartbreak, a traumatic marriage, their offspring and even their grandchildren might come into the world with these fears almost as if they themselves had gone through the trauma. And so as I was trying to process what is with this paralyzing fear around being invisible, I got curious if, is this related to some kind of inherited trauma where maybe I had a family member who had a near-death experience and because no one heard them crying for help, they felt invisible and they thought they were going to die or something along those lines, right? Like I'm just kind of coming up with ideas in my head. But I started to just in my own mind sit with this fear and imagine what it felt like. And the words that were coming to my mind were it felt like I was suffocating and drowning. As I was just like imagining this feeling, it it was totally panicky and like, oh my God, I'm drowning. I can't breathe. I'm suffocating. And so one of the things Mark talks about in his book is oftentimes when individuals have really specific words to describe what they're feeling and they themselves have not had an experience that would elicit such a fear, oftentimes it can point to some kind of inherited trauma. And so... I was really trying to rack my brain if maybe I had had an experience of being invisible or being unheard and feeling really unsafe because of it. At this point, nothing is really standing out to me, but I also don't have a great memory of my childhood. So this is definitely something I'm going to continue to try and dig into and process of where did this come from? But It was so interesting, you guys, and this is where it's going to get a little funky. I called, I actually texted my mom and I said, is there anyone in our lineage who had, who drowned or almost drowned? 
And she texted back and said, yes, I almost drowned when I was in my early 20s. And I was like, oh shit, what is going on? So I immediately called her up and we were talking about this experience where she was out swimming in the water and just the current was too strong for her to fight it. And she was trying and trying and trying to get back to shore. And thank God the beach that she was at had this really long rock jetty. And what she said was, I literally was able to grab with like the very pinky finger, the very last rock on this jetty as I was almost getting swept by it. And she was like, if I had not been able to grab onto that jetty, I would be dead for sure. And she said, it still makes her feel that scared and panicky when she thinks about it. And in fact, she really tries not to think about it because it's still such an intense and scary memory. And so again, right, do I know for sure this is where this fear of being invisible came from? No, but I can have a theory about it. And it's really interesting to think about, right? Maybe in that moment, no one was there to see her and and hear her crying for help as she was getting pulled out to sea. And so there definitely could be a component of it of she felt invisible, like there's no one here to see me right now and I'm going to die because of it. And so I could absolutely see how there is a potential that that could be a trauma that was passed down. But where it got really wild was she started to tell me about this recurring dream that she has. And it's a dream where basically she's getting pulled out to sea or she's getting pulled deeper and deeper into water and she's holding her breath and holding her breath and holding her breath. And then as soon as she's just literally about to die and just accepts that she has to try and take a breath, she gasps and realizes that she can breathe underwater and actually takes in a full gasp of air. And I was freaking out because this is a recurring dream that I myself have had for so many years. And I couldn't believe that she had been having the same recurring dream as well. And so for me, this was like a little too coincidental to ignore. Again, does it mean for sure this is where this fear came from? No, not necessarily, but I thought it was incredibly fascinating and incredibly interesting. Something I like to remind clients of, especially when they're feeling so, or being so hard on themselves with these patterns that they can't break, I tell them, The subconscious is only ever trying to protect you, to keep you safe and to keep you alive. And so when we have these very negative experiences, the subconscious goes, okay, we're going to remember that. That didn't feel good. That was awful. We need to protect ourselves from that going forward. And oftentimes it's a really life or death experience. Other times it's a humiliating experience that then ingrains this sort of fear of that going forward. And it can be so subliminal sometimes and other times it can be so blatant. But I think this was a really interesting example going back to my mom's near-death experience because I can easily see how the subconscious could look at that and go, okay, I almost died because I was out here alone and there was no one to save me and I felt invisible and so, I don't ever want to be in that situation again where I could almost die. And so the subconscious creates this connection to being invisible equals death 
or near death. And when, and in doing so, in creating that connection in creating that fear of being invisible, it's trying to protect you from putting yourself in a similar experience again. But so often it turns into these patterns and these fears that are playing out in so many other situations of our lives that aren't necessarily the same dangerous situation as the one where that original fear or limiting belief was created in the subconscious. It was a really powerful conversation to have with my mom because like I said, as I was just feeling into that fear within myself and kind of looking at it, what does this feel like? All of these feelings of panic and like I'm suffocating, I'm drowning, I'm about to die were coming up in my mind. And as I said, I personally can't recall ever having an experience like that. So it was sending off these kind of ding, ding, dings in my head to go, Hmm, maybe where did this come from? But I think what I want to encourage you guys to do is if there's some sort of emotion like that that you have that is just so intense, so severe, and you can't necessarily pin it to a particular moment in your life or an experience in your life, it might be really interesting to ask your parents, your grandparents, some relatives if they themselves have maybe had an experience that might explain that emotion. And definitely, I recommend reading the book, It Didn't Start With You by Mark Wolin. I'll link it in the show notes below. The fact that this fear of being invisible, this like really primal, panicky, I'm about to die fear of this thing has come up twice now shows me that it's a little bit more deeply ingrained. And so it's definitely going to be something on my radar that I will continue to work through in each of these sessions if it comes up. And I'm hoping that by the end of these six sessions in this specific series, this like really intense fear of being invisible will be cleared. But if it's not, then what I'll probably do is just a one-off session on this fear of being invisible to see how that helps. So I'll definitely keep you guys updated with that. Short and sweet today, but I hope you guys are enjoying this. I honestly am having the best time recording these episodes. It's a wonderful way to keep me accountable to doing my Evox sessions. <laughs> and I think it just always feels so good to me to be able to speak to other people through my own journey. I think, as I mentioned before, that's when I feel like I'm really communicating the best. I'm shining the brightest is when I'm doing my own healing and then sharing that with as many people as I can. So Please, please, please let me know your feedback. Let me know how you're liking these. If something's resonating with you, I would absolutely love to hear it. Have an amazing weekend, everybody, and we'll tune in together next Friday.